The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. When you're sweating out your bets, remember to take some time to chill and grab the perfect cold refreshment, Coors Light. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is home to the Best Ball Mania 2 contest where you can win $1 million. That's right, $1 million. Sign up now at underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Welcome along, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Sunday night, time for our usual look back at the weekend, see what's gone down. My name is Malcolm Bamford to take you through the weekend and have a look ahead, make some picks for this week in MLB. And joining me tonight from Houston, Texas, as usual, the main man, Munaf Manji. Good evening, Munaf. How are you doing? Good evening, sir. How are you doing tonight? I am okay. It's been very busy. I just spoke to you before we came on. You said you've had a busy day and you've still got more jobs to do. And uh, I had small boys football this morning. I've played baseball this afternoon. And oh, and then I caught up with it. It was the last day of the Premier League season. Yeah. Uh, so I watched that. But there wasn't much at stake, really. I was uh, Liverpool not qualifying was my only hope. <laughs> Uh, of a fun day and they did so um, it was all kind of done and dusted it was a little bit of an anti-climax but it was the first day for a lot of the grounds that had fans back in the stadiums today um, they've been back in for a week or two but mm. um, today was the first time a lot of teams were getting a, a home game with, with fans back in the stands so that was good hopefully when we uh, get the season kicked off again in August we'll be at least maybe half full three quarters full something like that so uh, did you catch up with the football I did. I, I caught some. Uh, I know it was last day for uh, Premier League, so you know I'm a pool fan. So I was rooting. For, you know they got the job done. I think they were playing. Um, who they played today? I don't know. It's so uh, Palace. Fun. Yeah, Crystal Palace. So that would that would have been an easy win for them. Um, but some of the games got you know kind of came down to the wire. I think uh, was it Leicester City? They were yeah, they, in the top four and they got knocked out. And uh, but that was good stuff. And I mean, there's a lot of sports going on this weekend, man. Like you said, we had Premier League last day. We got. NBA, NHL playoffs. We have the PGA Championship going on, and got NASCAR. And more importantly for us, you know, baseball is in full swing Sunday. So, on the subject of the PGA, moon. If you sat there on Thursday night and you were kept glancing up at your screen, and you mentioned very coolly that uh-huh. you had a little sweat going on first round leader, yeah. And then on Friday, I happened to notice that you posted your winning ticket. And how did you sit there so cool and calm? Uh, with that riding I couldn't believe it I thought you maybe you had a fiver or a tenner on and you maybe you were sweating a little three figure win uh, and you sat there talking to me as if yeah. nothing was bothering you um, I'd have been an absolute nervous wreck I would have been like a frog in the blender and you just sat there like it, it wasn't an issue it's every single week I mean it almost seems like, like <laughs> season in our, in our in our golf channel it's like we always have like one or two guys that are right there for first round leader every single week. And then they, the, some guy in the afternoon comes and takes that, takes it away from us. So it's a, it's a big heartbreaker, but um, 
thankfully, uh, Corey Connors got it done for us. It was a, it was a great payday. You know, I'll probably have to take the wife on another vacation with those winnings. <laughs> but well, uh, you take me on a vacation, yeah. leave the wife, Moon. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I'll have to come over to, you know, my wife has always wanted to come to London and, you know, check out Europe and all that good stuff. So, you know, once this COVID situation settles down, hopefully we were, were able to get out there and, uh, have a nice little vacation, but, um, you know, we got baseball going on. It's, it's, a no, it's not popular right now, but, uh, we're, we're still fans of it. And, um, I know we got some final scores here. Finally, I know we're recording a little earlier tonight, but, um, it's been, a I guess what a quiet week you would say as far as news and injuries, maybe, but, uh, um, really, really has I sat down earlier on to try and sort of pick a few little juicy bits out for us and it has been a quiet week do you know what I got the feeling this week mm-hmm. and we'll talk about this in a little while is that maybe this was the week that it, everything just kind of settled down um, we are what how many games into the season most teams have played around about 45 games 47 something like that mid 40s yeah. um, so just over a quarter of the way through the season and We've been talking about upset teams. We've been talking about the Giants, uh, teams who've been struggling with injuries, teams Mm. who were projected to be poorly, have done okay, and vice versa. But this week just had the feel of a a week that settled down a little bit. Um, The Dodgers and the Padres both went on streaks. Um, Padres won eight, Dodgers won six. Eventually usurped um, San Francisco at the top of that division, uh, who've been hanging on. Uh, for a few weeks. Um, the Yankees, their pitching all all of a sudden came good. Uh, the Rays have had a streak of nine. Yep. Um, and it just had that look about it that maybe, and in fact, and, and the bad teams were, have started being bad as well. Uh, Seattle look absolutely terrible. And uh, Baltimore as well. They've, they've both put streaks together have sort of lost five. So just had that feeling of maybe this is where the season's starting to take shape. It's just starting to, to fall into a little bit of focus. Yeah, you know, we we talk about, you know, we've been talking about it on our past podcast that, you know, I kind of want to give like the first month uh, and a half, like right now, like you said, it's like a good time to kind of figure out where the season is at and how these teams are doing and in et cetera, et cetera. Right. And we do always have those injuries that kind of come up and how teams react to it. And, you know, we talked about Yankees, I think in our very first podcast, we said that, you know, their pitching needs to step up. And like you mentioned, you know, they're starting to do well. The Yankees are, I mean, you know, they got Glaber Torres back this week and I completely missed that note because he's on my fantasy team. And apparently he came out and hit a home run the first day from your bench. Yeah, he's on my bench, and then the next oh, game, I think he hit, came back and hit or got four RBIs. So, um, you know, it, it's it's a uh, it's a good time to, like we said, it, we'll, we're figuring out what what some of these teams are, who are the contenders, who are the pretenders. But again, it's still a long, long, long season for the MLB. You know, we're getting into the summertime, so um, it's going to be exciting, man. I'm I'm again excited for baseball every single season. Yeah, the Yankees thrown. Um four consecutive starts of seven uh, scoreless, which is pretty impressive. Corey Kluber kicked it off with his no-hitter uh, last week. And then yeah. um, Domingo Herman and Montgomery and Garrett Cole have since backed him up. Yep. So that's a pretty impressive um, little streak they've got going. But they've needed that because the Rays, I think it was six when we talked on Thursday, 
Mm-hmm. Um, up to nine now. Yes. Uh, the Rays again cobbled together as always. Uh, they traded away Willie Adamis to yep. the Brewers, um, which I think is a good move actually for Adamis and the Brewers. And that's led to a lot of talk about the possible call up of Wanda Franco as the number one prospect. We've had quite a bit of prospect chat. We had, um, Jared Kellenick uh, for Seattle and Alex Kirilov came up for Minnesota. Uh, but the number one overall ranked uh, in the um, MLB pipeline yep. is Wanda Franco. Um, but I'm not sure he's going to get the call. There's a um, there's someone called Bruhan, Vidal, Vidan something, uh, Bruhan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he might very well be the man. Do you have, do you have an opinion on that? Actually, you know what? I don't know much about these two prospects, and that's something I will have to dig into this weekend or this week coming up. But um, it, 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 the trade we talked about uh, with the Rays, right? It makes sense. I mean, you know, you're sending Adamas to a team that you know needs help at that position, and it's time for the Rays to kind of bring up their prospects, right? And they're like right now they're sitting one game out in the American League East, which you know it's the same three teams we talk about every single season with the Red Sox, the Rays, and the Yankees. So I think this was a time for some of their prospects to kind of come up and and you know hopefully they can get some major league um, major league action here and they make a difference for um, for this team. Yeah, I think it is um, prospect time. Uh, the only thing with this. Franco and Bruhan uh, split. Obviously, fantasy, uh, fantasy Twitter and fantasy socials have been a buzz with speculation. Is that Bruhan's already on the forty man? And I don't think um, Wonder Franco is. So it would be easy for them um, to call him up. But there was another. I think that did the Phillies possibly. Uh, I'm trying to see the, the Phillies brought up a, a decent prospect as well today. Just about catch his name, Owen something or other. Uh, Owen Miller was it okay. possibly? Let me see. For the Phillies, you said? I can't remember now, over the top of my head. Um, but yeah, so I think with the, this kind of 40-day thing, you get so far into the season, yeah. Um, and there's a, a lot, bit of service-type manipulation goes on and what have you. Uh, but I think you'll start to see uh, quite a lot of these um, players arriving now uh, in the big leagues. There was even a little bit to talk. I saw um, for Baltimore and Adley Rutschman, um, mm-hmm. who's their, their top prospect, the catcher. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's something to keep an eye on, uh, especially if you if you're in fantasy leagues, go out and uh, and, and dig the depths and, and have a look for these prospects who might be might be caught up, uh, called up. Um, we'll carry on with our review of the week because we've kind of gone a, a little bit skew with here. We normally do our last week's picks, but we'll get to those in a minute. Um, oh yeah. So there was something last night I wanted to bring up, which is we we had our little chat about do you follow the red or do you try and hit a black number when the uh, when the board's full of red ones? And it was the Minnesota Twins and Extras who were zero and seven, yeah, and went to extras last night against the Indians. And guess what? Came up red again, Moonaf. There you uh, go. They are now zero and eight. I was listening to it. It was late. I was I was in bed. I had my one earphone. Uh, yeah. one ear plug in my ear and I was drifting in and out of consciousness but just heard that um, they'd gone 0-8 and, and the other thing with this is we've talked about from a, from a, a betting point of view from, from a live betting point of view is that that game gets into the late innings it's tied it gets to extras it's tied um, the Indians bullpen against the Twins bullpen it's been an absolute no-brainer uh, the Indians I think a third maybe uh, Corinne Chuck and Classy have been lights out uh, this time round, it was Class A who set up and Karinchak got the four-out win, I think it was. Um, 
when they won the hit a homer in the bottom of the 10th uh, to win that by two runs. In the Minnesota bullpen just hasn't been very good. Uh, so as a, as a betting angler, we've talked about that. When you get late in the game, um, the looking at the pens and Indian, that would have been, there wouldn't have been much in that price wise. I think that would have pretty much been a pick at that point. Um, but you could have, you could have picked the Indians out on a couple of things. A, the twins extra inning record and then B, just the general form of both bullpens. Yeah. And you take a look, like you just said, Cleveland Indians, the number one um, bullpen in the American league, a 2.63 team bullpen ERA. And Minnesota Twins, third worst in the American League, 4.9. So, we, you know, we talked about, like, if there's a certain team that you do like that a starting pitcher, you know, you do want to take a look at starting uh, the first five innings money line because some of these bullpens that are bad, like Minnesota, they can screw you over in those later innings. And, you know, this is, I think, a great example of that where, again, Minnesota's bullpen, you said 0-7 in extra innings, now 0-8, bullpen is not good. Cleveland's bullpen number one in the American League, so I think that's a great angle to uh, you know take a look at. Uh, again, when a live betting opportunity, I think those are a, a gold mine. And I've, I, for example, you know, it's not about baseball. Uh, baseball for me, for basketball, I kind of struggled with games, picking pre-game, but then I was able to get into live betting and kind of make some of that money back and just lose the juice money, so... You know, keep an eye out for these things. I know it sometimes gets hard for um, for people to get on live betting, but if you're you know sitting there watching a the game, you 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 got to get on that live betting because there's so many opportunities to make your money back or even you know be profitable. Well, we can keep an eye on that one live as we speak, actually, because it's the top of the ninth uh, and the Twins lead the Indians five four. Uh, so we've got a live example as we go. So we'll have to see if. Uh, if the Twins can close this one out um, yeah. when they get to the bottom of the ninth with a one-run lead, it be interesting to see who they put in. Right, so this has led us nicely, entirely by accident. I mean, people might get the impression this is just thrown together, uh, but far from it, to our picks from last week, yeah. um, which I gave out where I'm heading with this is um, my dog for the week um, was... The rookie pitcher for the A's, James Caprillion, mm-hmm. um, against the LA Angels and Jose Quintana. And what we said was that I like Caprillion to get you through five innings um, with a lead. I thought Quintana um, would give up runs over those five innings and that it would turn into a bullpen game. This is exactly what we said. So Caprillion left the game 5.2 innings pitched, two earned runs on four hits, one walk and nine Ks, which is very impressive. It was better than Quintana's 5.1 innings pitched, three earned runs um, and only four Ks. So we left the game, the pitchers, the starting pitchers left the game uh, with a 3-2 lead for Oakland. We said it would turn into a bullpen game and Oakland win the game 8-4. Uh, so as far as the process goes, I was fairly delighted with that one. That was uh, went exactly to plan, Muna. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head on this one, man. I even uh, uh, followed this pick for you. So thank you for giving me some extra money this week <laughs> on that one. Um, yeah, I think these are some of the times where we're finding these underrated pitchers that are kind of coming up. And I think for me, a big thing about it is, is that that they brought him up and some of these teams don't have much of a scouting report on him because he hasn't pitched. So I think that's an advantage for pitchers that haven't faced any major league teams is that you don't know what you're going to get from them. Right. So um, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head with this one. And uh, I'm glad we were able to cash 
for yourself, myself, and hopefully our listeners follow that pick. Yeah, at the time we weren't sure if it was kind of going to be a picking, but he went off as a even money dog in that one. Yep. Um, and now, harking back to what you just said about taking pitches through the first five innings, um, my luck, I took Sonny Gray and the Reds against the Brewers um, on Saturday night, I think it was. Sonny Gray was 2-1 up through six, um, yep. looking good. And we highlighted the fact that he was unlucky with... Um, bad defence on his last start um, and then it happened again he was comfortable at 2-1 I was watching the game uh, someone hit a hot ground at the first base and the first baseman just played it off his knees uh, gave away gave away a couple of runs and they ended up losing 4-3 so I was on the right lines but um, it's fine margins and I was just um, slightly touched off in that one so 1-1 one one again yeah um, your game the Astros Ray Rangers uh, this was a funny one, Moon off. The, they were ahead. Uh, McCullers was going along okay. Yep. Then all of a sudden, the Rangers switched it up and got away late doors. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this was a tough one. I think the Astros, I believe they got what they were out to a 3 nothing lead in that game. Um, the Rangers kind of trickled back. And I think the one guy that's been a thorn in the Astros side this weekend was uh, Garcia. I think he yes. had three or four home runs again um, against the Astros this weekend. So three, yeah, three home runs. He had two yesterday and one on Friday. That was pretty much he single-handedly won both of those games for the Rangers. Um, tough sledding there, but I mean, you know, I, I it felt like the right side. You know, the Astros got off to a great start, but then, like you said, the bullpen really gave it up for for the Astros. Um, and again, we go back and talk about how sometimes betting the first five innings are is something to take a look at um, if, if you like, you know, some of these starters that are going. So uh, it's OK, you know, tough loss, but, um, you know, getting I'll get into my dog here in a bit. But, uh, um, you know, the Astros, they're going to be OK. They have the pitching They're 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 getting healthy. They have the batters. So I'm not I'm not worried about it, but. You know, apologies to the people who did follow me on that pick. Um, you know, they were a steep favorite in that game. I believe it was around 160 minus 160 for the Astros. Uh, for my dog, it's still in progress right now. It was Casey Mize going up against the Kansas City Royals. Looking good so far. Um, well, if you'd taken it through uh, five minutes, Runaf, you'd be over the line. Yeah. I would be. There you go again. Two nothing right now. So, uh, yeah, the Tigers are leading it right now. Two nothing over the Royals in the top of the seventh. Uh, Casey Miles is pitching an absolute beautiful game. Six innings, one hit allowed only. He's given a strikeout six and one walk allowed. So um, hopefully that one cashes for us. We'll keep an eye on that. And it's a uh, it's a cash for us by the end of end of the end of our podcast. Excellent. Agree. Um, Tallysite.com, our picks over there on a daily basis, myself, Munaf, uh, and three other analysts, one of which we're going to talk about uh, in a little while. Um, And the picks are embedded on the sportsgamblingpodcast.com website as well under the MLB tab. I'm chugging along again, 44 and 36 on the week, uh, which has put me 31 games over 500 on the season. Uh, I'm absolutely delighted with that. Um, You've been ticking over. We are all having a fantastic week. 55% and above there on our uh, MLB picks this week. It almost seems like what we're doing are the other, our two other guys should be having their own 
MLB podcast where they should be hosting because they're doing <laughs> the, as well as we're doing at 55% and 40 and I'm at 59% this week. Uh, Nick, again, another, he's been consistently, I think above like 60% this week, he's at 63%. And I think the man we have to tip our hat to every single week is, uh, Will Mormon 70% this week up to 71%. Um, I don't know. I, I will say this yeah, as well. I said this weekend and week out us for picking our, or making picks on every single game in the MLB, I would put us, our organization, SGPN, MLB analysts up against any organization on tally side. And I think we would personally crush them because for what we're able to do, one, number one, pick every single game and the percentages that we're at. Um, if you're if you're looking for daily picks, you need to get over on our website, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Again, hit that MLB tab and we MLB picks is right there. You guys need to check us out. What do you, what do you think, Malcolm? We're the best or I, not? I, I, um, I logged on this morning to look at, um, I was checking out obviously my, my results overnight and what have you. And I looked at Will Bruins and I was just openly laughed out loud at his record of 50 and 21. And that, that's absolutely outrageous. And this has been, now it's just now three Sundays running. We've kind of mentioned this. We had him on the show maybe four weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and we did a little division preview and, um, and ever since then, um, he's absolutely, it's like he's been shot from a cannon. It's unbelievable. Like, um, so yeah, we said ride the hot hand, but there isn't really a cold one. Like, so uh, yeah. when you get the rankings up there, the the um, SP, uh, the SGPN boys are always just packing out that top ten with our with our uh, results. So yeah, it's really good. Get yourself across and uh, and have a little look. There's loads of stuff on there. And obviously, the 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 um, sports gambling podcast people pick. On all the other sports as well, the NBA yep. tab and you know whatever. Do you pick NBA as well over there, Muna? I do. I also pick NBA. Um, we had a, I think we had a decent season. You know, we're also doing the playoff picks uh, this season with uh, myself and Dan and Ryan McKee, and I think Sean's also picking for the uh, for the main the, for the mothership for uh, the NBA playoffs. So definitely check out. Um, the NBA picks. I don't know. We also have hockey picks, I think with Ryan Gilbert. So he's doing really well with hockey. Uh, I'm not a hockey fan, but if I, if I need some action, I'm, I'm following uh, all of our other analysts to make some money. So um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, you know, we're doing again, tally side has been fantastic for us. Make sure to check out all the, all the picks with so It's baseball, basketball. Um, I think, I think they're trying to get MMA up there also. And then uh, again, like I said, hockey. So, Again, check us out, man. It's 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 good stuff on there, and uh, it's it's fun picking every single day. Yeah, it really, really is. Um, so we normally at this point find a little discussion topic for the week, and we were talking earlier on, and we've done a lot of divisions, we've done a lot of player props um, in the last few weeks, but you mentioned the NL East uh, mm-hmm. is something to take a look at, and it's. Uh, it's a really intriguing division. So we're going to have a little look, go through the teams with some positives and negatives and see if there's a, there's a team that stands out. Um, as it stands, I mean, the records of the teams, the Mets are the only team over 500 currently, uh, mm. 21-19. And then one and a half games back are the Braves and two games back are Miami and Philly. 
and three games back at Washington. So you could throw a blanket over all the teams in there, but that's not necessarily reflected in the, in the books. Um, the Mets remain uh, strong, minus 140 favourites, kind of a two-horse race, uh, Braves at plus 220, and then the Phils are 5-1, to one, Miami and Washington at 16-1. to one. Yep. So we'll start with the with the Mets, Munaf. Um, they've a bit... This, the Mets are going to Mets, is the saying, and they've had a, their usual... Really odd start of the season. They had the they had that fragmented start where they had rain outs and snow outs and all sorts of uh, outs. So they've only played forty games, so they're still a little bit behind. Um, they've had a load of injuries. Uh, we mentioned last week we did the we did the NL player props or team props and stuff like that, and I think we actually ran down the bottom half of the Mets lineup for the for those games. It may have been on Thursday night, and there was a lot of very unfamiliar names in there. Um, but the still, like I say, minus 140 is a very short price. Um, Fangraphs has them at 65.2% chance of winning the division, mm-hmm. uh, 76% chance of making the playoffs with a 10% chance of the of the World Series. Um, but that, again, that's just all projections because I haven't really seen it yet. There is, it, I suppose it's a positive that they've been... Uh, they can stay over 500 while really um, had a lot of their key players out. So um, where where have you got the Mets? It's hard to pigeonhole them. Yeah, I, I think with the Mets, and for me, it's, it's, it's pretty simple for the Mets. I mean, they have the pitching, right? Let off with Jacob DeGrom. That's going to be back this week. Um, the pitching staff has been pretty good for them. My biggest concern is the batting side for this team because – Number one, you mentioned that they are battling injuries with guys being out. I think I think I saw that Pete Alonso is going to be out ten days on the uh, IL for the Mets. I believe Michael Conforto is still on the IL for the Mets. But the biggest, again, the biggest concern for me is their their batting. And you take a look at some of the batting averages; it's it's really not pretty. You know, their their prize offseason acquisition with Francisco Lindor is batting below 200 right now, 194. He only has three home runs, nine RBIs, uh, only four doubles on the season, 28 hits at 144 at bat. So I think that's a big concern for me. Um, the guy that has the best batting average on this team is Dominic Smith, who's at 241. So when you have a guy the way your best batting average is 241, that's that's a cause for concern. And I think you kind of need to sound the alarms, but the one thing is, is that with MLB, it, you know, sometimes regresses back to the mean, right. And um, hopefully their bats get hot. And now you're getting Jacob to back. I know you noted that, you know, Noah Syndergaard is starting rehab, I believe, and he'll be back. So uh, again, the whole, the whole thing kind of zooming out, look at this whole division is that these t- all five teams are three games within each other. You know, the, the one team that one, one team's strength is another team's weakness. Uh, with Atlanta, their bats are hot, but their pitching as is, is okay with the Mets. Their pitching is pretty good and their bats are not so good. Right. So I think for the Mets, for me kind of looking at it, is that they need to step up on, on the offensive side and their, their batting lineup really needs to get it going for, for this team to have a chance to win the division and if they get there to have success in the playoffs. Yeah, I think if, if you're betting the Mets 
at any point at that minus 140, you're not betting the New York Mets that are rolling out every night now. You're betting the New York Mets that are going to be rolling out every night in July, in August and September. Yeah. And maybe that coupled with the lack of depth of opposition. You've mentioned Peter Alonso has gone on to the ILJD Davis, Jeff McNeil's another one, and even Brandon Nimmo, Kevin Pillar got that ball, hit him in the face last week. It sounded like it hit him on his batting helmet, um, the noise it made, but it didn't. It was just the noise it made hitting his face. Uh, so the fact that he came out and did some Zoom interviews later on was quite remarkable. So you've got all those bats, and they are top bats as well. Yep. Um, and then Syndergaard, DeGrom, Carlos Carrasco, who came across in the Lindor trade, uh, and even into the bullpen, Seth Lugo um, and Dylan Batances as well, who was a kind of a stud with the Yankees, not a million miles, uh, a million years ago. Um, the Mets started quite a funny story this week in the uh, in Low A St. Lucie, I think it was, uh, three consecutive nights. The Low A opponents had to face. Noah Syndergaard, Seth Lugo, and then Jacob Degrom. Uh, these low A kids, so barely, barely out of high school, uh, facing the 102 mile an hour heaters. Uh, Degrom retired, struck out eight of the nine. I think uh, he faced something like that. So, um, yeah, they've got all those players to come back. So, if you if if you're back in the Mets, you, you're back in the Mets that would be trotting out uh, every night, late summer, uh, early autumn. The Braves, I was quite down on them two weeks ago. I think um, I'd watched them on in an early Thursday game. So yeah, it was probably a week and a half ago, and it was they had a they had a big uh, long run of games without any days off coming up, which has actually ended tonight. That's what made me think about it. I was watching I was watching Max Fried pitch for them earlier on, and uh, they were saying that was the last game in that run before they had a day off um, this week. And I was unimpressed that the, the pitching didn't look great. They, they had no depth of batting. It was the likes of Ender, NCRT and people like that. Um, and actually, they've gone along okay. Um, and six and four in the last 10. So I was kind of, I kind of got that a little bit wrong, although uh, they have, they, they've won three in a row. Um, but looking at their roster resource page and... Um, They've got no, still really got no, you mentioned the pitching. They've only, they've only got four um, starting pitchers listed, um, which yep. isn't ideal. Um, they're going to need more. And, the, and, and again, the bullpen's been a little bit of a mess. I don't really know uh, what they can do to sort that out. So the starting pitching, um, let's have a look. Yeah, Max Fried, Charlie Morton. Then you've got Drew Smiley, Ian Anderson needs... He's kind of crucial. If, he, if they can get him, his last two starts have been really good. If they can get him pitching, um, that gives them a little bit of a chance because then they're going to have to either go bullpen days after that um, or f- uh, find a um, find a prospect to come up. Huasco Inoa uh, was the kind of the find of the season and he punched the dugout last week after when he came out, broke his hand. Yeah. He's going to be out for a long time. Um, I don't think Mike Soroka is going to, going to get back this season and Tuki Toussaint as well, uh, who I quite like. So not entirely sure. I mean, they could bring Sean Newcomb has acted as a starter before um, mm. if they can stretch him out. But I don't know, there's something about Atlanta that just kind of unsettles me. The Phillies, 
Uh, I've said this a few times. They're just the most 500 team you're going to see. We highlighted a couple of the pitchers last week, actually. Uh, Zach Eflin uh, has done okay, and so has Wheeler. But they're just going to scuffle along. They're going to they're going to win three and then lose three for the rest of the season. Um, the team uh, we picked out last week when we were looking at um, any sort of National League teams was Miami again. And actually, we picked them out at 30-1. to 1 for this division last week. Uh, and the, with the same book, they've moved into 16. So we mentioned that they were a, a possible hedge opportunity last week. Um, and already they've kind of halved in price after a, a decent series with the, with the Mets over the weekend. And it's still, it's built on that, on that start in rotation that we've talked about. And the bullpen's really good as well. So I'm still quite intrigued by Miami Moon after the, um, in that expected win total. We've said that, New York are the only team above 500 in that division. Uh, but in the expected wins, um, Miami are 25 and 21, um, which is which would be enough to put them um, top of that division. And they've got the best uh, run differential, not much in it. Uh, only Miami and Atlanta have a positive run differential as well. In Atlanta, won a game 20 to one the other night. So yeah. that's kind of skews it a little bit. All yeah. the rest are sitting at uh, New York minus 13, Washington minus 13, Philly minus 19. So I don't think this Miami team are as, uh, as far away as people make out. And the, again, that, the, that, this, the fan crafts percentage for them to make the playoffs is something along the lines of 0.6%. And I give them a much, much bigger chance than that. Um, obviously, the 30 to 1 from last week is gone. I don't know if you can shop around and find it. Yeah. Uh, but someone's getting wise to it. And they're into 16 to 1. I doubt it was, uh, I doubt it was me talking about it that's moved the line. But uh, <laughs> Miami do just, my, my, eye, um, my eye just keeps getting drawn to them because I don't think they're doing an awful lot wrong. They need to, they need to bat a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but they're not, they're not far away. Yeah, I mean, it's so tough, especially like with, especially a division like the East, like, you know, we decided to talk about today is, like I said, like one, one, number one, let's go back to like you're talking about the run differential is that with the performance that Atlanta had this weekend, let's just say they were playing another opponent other than the Pirates when they had that 20 to 20 to one win the other night, that really skewed their run differential. But the only team that would have probably had a positive run differential in this division would have been the Miami Marlins. And, you know, with Miami, again, it's very intriguing, but it's almost like because of these other teams that are in the division with the New York Mets and the Atlanta Braves and even the Phillies and the Nationals, I mean, every single one of these teams, I think the opportunity is there for one of these teams to pick up. But, like, it seems like the we talk about the Phillies every single year that we're kind of waiting for them to kind of take that step and be control of this division or at least make the playoffs. And, it just is, isn't happening. I don't know what's what's going on there. I know they've been battling some injuries, or their catcher just got put on the IL. Um, has Bryce Harper, Bar, sorry Bryce Harper, panned out for them the way they may have thought? I'm not sure yet. Um, and the Nationals again, the Nationals don't really have that pressure on them because they just won the World Series title not not too long ago, a couple seasons yeah. ago. So. It, again, the question really comes down to is the New York Mets and the Atlanta Braves and the Miami Marlins, I think, are very intriguing. If you don't want to think, if you don't think that they're going to win this division, we talked about taking this team to win the play or make it to the playoffs. And I think because of the expanded uh, format that they have for the playoffs in the MLB now, I think that might be more of an intriguing bet for you if you do our soul on this Miami Marlins team. But up and down in this division, like I said before, is that one team 
strength is pitching, another team's not, and the one team's um, strength is batting, another team is, isn't. The one thing I kind of want to say about the Atlanta Braves is that I think they're the they're the team that the national uh, sorry the Los Angeles Angels are in the American League because this team again didn't they have the batters right we talked about Acuna who's a guy like you know Mike Trout esque has that potential they have great batting lineup but they didn't really do anything to to address their pitching and I think that they're going to have to be buyers when this trade deadline comes up to get a, a top notch, either an ace type of pitcher or a number two type of pitcher in this rotation for them to, you know, have success in the, uh, in the playoffs and win this division. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just a live update. Um, the Twins and Indians game, <laughs> the Twins bullpen has blown it. Uh, the Indians have tied it up at the bottom of the ninth. So, we would have to go to extras. <laughs> Get red or black. I mean, take you. We're red anybody, on, Take we're, your choice. We're, on, we're riding red again. Yeah, we will. We're going to take the Indians. So, uh, well, I'll have one one eyeball on that as we uh, as we get through the next twenty minutes or so of this. Uh, hopefully, we can bring you uh, live live trends as they happen here on the MLB Gambling Podcast. Yeah. So, um, just to to wrap up that um, discussion, I think maybe I think the fact is the Mets are that price because nobody else, or maybe the books aren't expecting anyone else to come out and take that division. Um, where if someone if someone makes one, Miami have beaten uh, New York again tonight, uh, relatively comfortably. Yep. Um, five to one. Again, the bats for the, the Mets, right? Didn't step up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're really struggling. It won't take much, but uh, if DeGrom or if DeGrom doesn't come back um, <clears throat> firing on all cylinders, I think he's going to be scheduled to, to start a game this week again. And then you never know with the Tommy John guys like Syndergaard. Yeah. Um, Lugo's maybe not quite as important, although he's a, he's a great bullpen piece, uh, long relief and can even close for them. And then Carlos Carrasco. So, but you just don't know because injured pitchers are injured pitchers. Um so yeah, I'd uh, I'd keep an eye on Miami just hanging around uh, week by week, and uh, and we'll pay our money and take our chances with the Marlins there. Yeah, I think I, I probably do want to get down on at least Marlins to make the playoffs because this team is really intriguing to me, and they had they had the pitching right. We've talked about Trevor Rogers, and I think it's uh, Pablo Lopez on this team that are pretty two pretty yeah. good pitchers, and they have very good batters on this team also, Corey Dickerson and some of the other guys that we've talked about. So, um, you know, definitely keep your eye on, on Miami, at least in this national league, uh, East division. And I think, you know, the, okay, we we've talked about some of these other divisions that are going to come down to the wire or the last month. I think the NL East is that one division that will be probably decided in the final month of the season. WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience, getting in all your favorite teams, players and sports games, Generous promos, odds and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today and you'll receive a special offer up to $500 risk-free sports bet. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. You want some 16 to 1 Miami Marlins? Uh, get involved with that and then get your free 500. Stick it on there to make the playoffs. Everyone's a winner. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? 
there's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer's cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. I tell you what, hot game of uh, baseball with the boys this afternoon. It was freezing cold, but it was intense. Um, I'm a 45-year-old man now. My time for competition, Moonaf, is running out. You get that impression, you know, when you were a young man and you'd, you'd play football, you'd play cricket, you'd play everything. And you get the buzz. Uh, and it kind of slowly just wanes away. I was absolutely loving that today. Um, and when that game finished... Mm-hmm. Uh, we sat around and we cracked a Coors Light um, and it's just a great feeling just to relax with on a Sunday uh, a Sunday evening as the sun was slipping behind the trees down there uh, in County Durham this afternoon to enjoy a Coors Light with the boys after a game of uh, boys and girls after a game of baseball uh, really enjoyed it Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind so when you want to hit reset reach for the beer that's made to chill Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewer Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate responsibly. If you haven't played on Underdog Fantasy, you have to check it out. Their fantasy best ball tournaments are some of the best around, including their Best Ball Mania 2 tournament, where you can win $1 million. Plus, you can play a number of games involving parlaying player props for MLB, the NBA, and more. They also have a special NBA playoffs best ball tournament coming up as well. Go to underdogfantasy.com, use promo code SGPN, and don't forget to enter their Best Ball Mania 2 tournament for your chance to win $1 million. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Okay, so as per usual, Moon Off, we'll have a little look at what's coming up this week uh, before we before we round out and make our picks uh, between now and Thursday. Again, like we said at the at the start with what's happened over the weekend, it was all uh, relatively quiet. And there's not a huge um, standout series again this week. The, the two that I um, jotted down, and really this was on the back of what we've just talked about, um, the Phillies and the Marlins mm-hmm. uh, was a, a good-looking series um, along with the... The Cards and the White Sox, I picked yep. that one out. Just the two teams with good records. We, we talked about the White Sox and the Yankees last week. Um, and I think the Yankees have swept them. Oh, well, that's fo- actually, that's gone to extras as well. Um, the Yankees have won the first two games of that series. And as we speak, um, that game has just gone uh, two extras. Um, so the White Sox if they do get swept, uh, we'll want to build a little bit of momentum back. Uh, but they've got a tough a tough series against the Cards. Uh, and that Phillies-Marlin series uh, uh, matchup that I picked out was Zach Eflin, who I spoke about yep. uh, with regards to uh, possible Cy Young uh, last week. And someone that you mentioned was, was Taylor Rogers. Yeah, I think I that's going to be the... Uh, they're going off tomorrow, correct? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So I think that's one of the interesting matchups for me. Uh, like you just mentioned, that's going to be a fun one to keep an eye on. Um, I think the two other ones for me, I, I, the uh, one that I also did like was the Cardinals and the White Sox. I think the other two for me is we have a little two-game miniseries between the 
the Dodgers and the Astros. So, you know, maybe a little revenge on the mind of the Astros, oh, sorry, the Dodgers against going up against the Astros. Uh, Clayton Kershaw is going to take on Zach Greinke on Tuesday night. And then I think Wednesday, the starters are yet to be determined, at least for the Dodgers side. And the, I think the other one that's going to be interesting or, or fun to watch, at least, is the Atlanta Braves I host, uh, visiting my Boston Red Sox. I think if you're a fan of runs, you know, we might see a plethora of runs in that game. Or in that series, um, you know, <clears throat> the Boston Red Sox right now sitting in top of the American League East Division, and then the Atlanta Braves, like you mentioned, battling in the NL East, so that we talked about. So um, I think that was the other series that's going to be really eye-catching for me. I'll definitely have my eye on that uh, Red Sox and the uh, Braves one. Yeah, so um, we had to make some picks, Moon. Off. Uh, which way around do you want to go this week? Um. Let's keep it consistent. I'll go first. Um, okay. Uh, hopefully, you know we're we're gonna we're gonna get that four and a week. I feel it, so it's it's coming. So, let me start with my lock for this week. I believe it's going off on Tuesday. It'll be between. Um, no, I believe it's on. Let me see. Wednesday. Let me double check. I should write these things down because I do this every single week with you. Okay, Wednesday. Wednesday. It's going to be. Um, the St. Louis Cardinals visiting the Chicago White Sox. And we have two ace pitchers on the mound for these two teams. It's Jack Flaherty, my guy that I'm riding for Cy Young at 35 to one going up against another potential Cy Young in the American league, Carlos Rodon. And I like the under in this game. I mean, for obvious reasons, these two pitchers are just flat out shutting teams down. I started with Rodon. He has a 1.27 ERA this season overall, a 2.1 ERA at home. And he's just dominating all across the board with these numbers. And, um, you know, I believe he had a pretty good outing against the Yankees last time he pitched. Um, Cardinals do struggle to score runs against left-handed pitching. They're number 12 in the NL in run score, number 14 in hits. They are number three in, uh, I believe, batting average, but it really hasn't translated to runs for um, for the Cardinals. So I like the under in this game. Again, Jack Flaherty, I don't really need a uh, you know, run off his numbers. We know what he is capable of. Um, so I do like the under seven in this game. Uh, and now for my dog, I will go with uh, staying in the same series. I didn't even realize that John Gant, against the White Sox going off on Tuesday against Lucas Giolito. I believe he should be a dog in this game, but John Gant quietly 3-3 three and three on the season, 2.04 ERA. His ERA is even better on the road. He has a 1.42 ERA. He's pitched 19 innings, 15 hits, only three earned runs allowed in that span. Now, Giolito, he got off to a rough start in April, but he has really bounced back nicely for the White Sox after a rough start, but he is 0-3 at home with a 3.6 ERA, so I believe there will be some value on John Gant against the White Sox on Tuesday. And I will give you a quick date. I, I put the Twins and the uh, Indians game on my, one of my screens here. Uh, Twins did take an 8-5 lead here in the top of the 10, so let's see if they if they either they get their first win in extras or the bullpen blows it for them again. <laughs> Oh, that, that relief pitcher just giving up all the runs. Uh, Karinchak is one of my main men in my fantasy league moon after. That is not the news I was waiting for. Damn you. Um, <laughs> I like those picks. Do you know what I like doing? And yeah, you've you've taken both games of a series. And if we hark back to the 
the first week that we did this and it was the Padres Dodgers and I think we went Padres Dodgers Padres over the Friday Saturday Sunday yeah um, and I like that. I like looking at a series and saying, right, okay, because uh, often you, you, you'll get a, you'll get a team going two and one. You don't get that many sweeps. Um, and getting them the right way around, I think, is uh, eminently possible. So uh, we've both gone a little bit off grid this week because I've I've taken an over uh, for my luck a little while. Uh, I've taken a taken a lock for my over as well. So yeah, you've gone under on the Florida versus Rodon. You are quite sweet on Rodon. He's been uh, he's been great. Yep. And then Jack Vardy, 8-0, man. I mean, who's who gets off to an 8-0 start? Absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Um, and John Gant, I like John Gant. I followed him kind of closely in long relief uh, the last couple of seasons. And he's been very, very, very reliable. Uh, and they've just stretched him out a little bit. So, yeah, no no problems with that at all. Good luck. Um, the two I've picked out, like I say, I, this is the first time I've gone away from a, from a money line uh, mm. for my lock this week. And I was just, a, I was looking for a money line and I was just slightly uninspired um, by what I could see. So on Wednesday, I've got, um, I'm taking the over in the Braves versus Red Sox game, a series that you just mentioned, mm-hmm. Munaf. Yeah. It's Drew Smiley and it's Nick Pavetta. I think this should be a, a sort of decent part. I think maybe they're like, what, what would you say? Maybe eight and a half? Uh, for these, I'd probably put around maybe nine because Drew Smiley is he's really been struggling, so I'd probably see a nine. Uh, Bavetta has been pretty good, but my projection would probably be a nine. Yeah, that's the thing. I thought Smiley might add a run and a half, but Bavetta might take a run and a half on you. So eight and a half, nine. Um, Smiley's given up two homers, at least two homers, and four of his last six outings. Uh, Nick Pavetta has been great at Fenway Park, um, but he does have a lifetime 4.74 ERA in 12 starts against the Braves. Um, so I think the Red Sox, who can hit, mm-hmm. um, can get out early. I'm telling you how this is going to pan out as well, Moon. I'm not just giving you the total. I'm there telling you, you how they're going to be scored. So the Red Sox are going to get out early. Um, and then the Braves are going to get to the Red Sox bullpen, which has been a little bit of a mess. Um, and it's going to finish 6-5 uh, to Boston. So that's 11 runs. That's plenty over the nine or whatever it is. Um, for my dog, um, I'm going against one of your boys, John Means. Um, okay. And this is really a fate of Baltimore. Um, John Means has been uh, outstanding. He's got a, I think he's top of the, uh, he's got the lowest um, ERA in the, in the, in the league, 1.79 or something along those lines. Yeah. Um, but the Orioles are finding ways now to lose every night. They're consistently finding ways. Um, tonight they've gone down six, five, but last night, I think they were five nil up at one point. Yeah. Um, uh, five nil up early doors against Washington. And, um, I saw Twitter actually were panning the manager uh, quite a bit, saying that the pitcher was clearly was clearly struggling um, and should have been should have been pulled a long time before that. So yeah, they were they took a five a five to nothing lead in the first inning before giving up one four four and then three in the sixth, eventually going down twelve nine. So they have been scoring some runs, but um, I've seen some signs of life in Minnesota um, over the last few nights they had a good 10 to nothing win um, over Cleveland on Friday they might looks like um, they're going to break that duck in extras tonight that's uh, 8-5 as you just uh, mentioned so yep. I don't mind uh, 
Shoemaker, he's bounced back um, quite well last time. Six innings pitched, only two earned runs against the White Sox, who are a good offense. And he's got a lifetime uh, 2.25 ERA against um, Baltimore as well. So um, if he can pitch to somewhere approaching that, um, the Twins have just started showing signs of uh, of springing into life. And Baltimore uh, are managing to manufacture um, a loss wherever they can possibly at the minute. So I think because Means is on the mound, I think that will make uh, Minnesota a dog, even though they are generally uh, a better team. So uh, that's where I've gone. Uh, Smiley v. Pivetta, um, Braves, Red Sox over on Wednesday, if it's going to be around about nine, we reckon. Uh, And then Minnesota to beat Baltimore. Uh, Shoemaker versus Means on, I think that's Monday night as well. Uh, And I think, Moonaf, we have it covered. Anything else we need to tell the people? No, I think that's it. I think we covered our, um, I believe, our tally site picks. Make sure to check us out on our our website there. And... um, I believe that's it, man. I think we, we got everything. You know, we, we talk about Sundays as a more relaxed uh, podcast and episode that we want to do. And I think we kind of covered that. And uh, let's have, Tell let's you have what a... Tell you what I will do, Moon. I, meant, I was going to ask you on Thursday. Was, uh, I had some player props for my uh, my debut this afternoon for the okay. Newcastle Night Hawks. Oh, yeah. We need an update um, on that. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, it was rolling substitutions, so obviously people were just coming on and off. So I fielded three innings. I fielded one inning at second, one inning at short, one inning at right field. Uh, so would you be taking the over or under on half touches of the ball? How many times did I touch the ball, Munaf? Oh, man. The, if you only put the line at half, I'm going to say under. <laughs> Munaf, you are a winner. Yeah, half was correct. I stood and watched... Uh, from those three positions, which was fun. And then I did get two at-bats. It was a rolling 13-man batting lineup, and I was okay. batting 13. So that, that tells you something uh, <laughs> about their faith in me. Um, so over or under half a hit, Munaf? I'm going to say over. You, you definitely got a hit for us. Nah, did I, bollocks. Zero as well. Zero oh. touches, zero hits. It hurts again. I, the first time at bat, my hand is black and blue. Uh, and by the second at bat, I could barely grip the bat. Um, like I said a couple of weeks ago, in batting practice, I thought my teeth were going to fall out. And this lad today could pitch a little bit. And I made some contact and honestly, it shot up my arm. So I think I'm just soft as shit is the, uh, is the main problem I've got. But it was fun. And if you'd taken the over 19 and a half runs, you'd have cashed because it finished 10-10. And then we just all went home and enjoyed the Coors Light. So that was fun. There you go. Uh, we're going to have to talk to Sean and Ryan about uh, getting you some batting gloves with SGP logo on. Ah, uh, that will make all the difference. I'll be raking Moon off if I get so, those bad boys. So new, new merch idea for 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 the for the podcast. But uh, man, we're, we're going to get more updates throughout the season on on how you're doing it um, on your on your on your team. So I think that's a segment that we're going to have to add on uh, to our podcast. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'll start, I'll start tracking your picks uh, as we go after the event. Um, thank you very much, Munaf. It's been fun as always. Yes, um, good luck with your picks. Um, we'll get together again on Thursday night uh, yes, and see how we've done and look forward to next weekend. Uh, hope everyone has a good week and has plenty good luck. Um, thanks for joining us on the MLB Gambling Podcast. I've been Malcolm Bamford. He's been Moonoff Manji and we'll see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>